Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth lightness and heartfelt shares. We are so excited today because we have a very special guest, Tanya, and Tanya has a very special story. But before going to her story, I just want to introduce Tanya a little bit. And Tanya says, Tanya wants it all. She doesn't believe in limiting herself, neither in her work, where she's a finance manager, as well as running her own business as career coach and mediator, nor in her relationships. And she's curious, open, and always eager to learn and experience new things. Well, welcome, dear Tanya. I'm so happy you're here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, oh, super grateful to have you here and honestly feeling like really, really curious right now to get to know more uh, all about how your journey into leading a polyamorous lifestyle started. So let us know, where did it all begin, Tanya? Yeah, it actually, um, it started uh, uh, very monogamous. So I grew up in a, in a, in a family, in a Christian environment. So growing up, I didn't know anything else but monogamy. And um, I had fabulous monogamous relationships, uh, don't get me wrong. But it happened to be that there was, so there seemed often something missing. And the interesting part was they lasted about three years. That was about it. And uh, so, of course, you know, when talking to friends, uh, they would always say, ah, oh, you know, you haven't found Mr. Right yet. Uh, when Mr. Right appears, then everything is going to change. And for me, it was always like, hmm, yeah, but, you know, there, there came a new relationship and then you're kind of all in love and very excited. And it's all of a sudden everybody can see that and you have or get approached by by other guys and it's always like hmm I just entered a relationship and I'm monogamous so you know there's no space for anybody else and at times it felt a little bit sad and I thought hmm not sure what's going on so um many years later actually it was in 2012 and uh, interestingly interestingly enough that was also when I did my coach training and where actually Sam and I met uh, yeah. a couple of years later. So um, I had kind of my last monogamous relationship. So you could say uh, the coach training uh, <laughs> kind of talked me out of uh, or coached me out of monogamy. Um, at the end, uh, I was at a point where I was in a relationship. I didn't feel too good about it. It felt really suffocating. And I knew this isn't my thing. This doesn't work for me. And that was kind of the end of my monogamous relationships. It did take me a little while uh, until I really discovered polyamory or polyamory got a name really. Mm. So I was exploring and uh, I kind of had a feeling, yeah, I just need to change something. 
and uh, and so I did. And uh, when I then also found out about non-monogamy and especially consensual non-monogamy, where kind of everybody that is involved uh, does know about it and you're really open about it and talk about it, uh, how your relationships look like. Um, it felt very free and very, very open. And I felt like, um, yeah, I, I found what I was always looking for. I'm happy for you. And yeah, and I'm still curious of the process that you got there. What did it take for you to first admit to yourself and then accept and, you know, all that, all those stages to get to that point? Yeah, so, um, before I could really name it, I could feel it. I could feel that there is something different. And um, because I wasn't in a polyamorous environment, I didn't really know what, what it was about. So when I felt that um, the monogamous way came to an end for me, I kept exploring and the exploring part and reading part and being curious about it and see what's going on and what is happening. And then also kind of playing with it and see where it's leading. That is kind of how it started. And eventually, and I can't even tell you, it was kind of 2017, 18, I, I came uh, um, about polyamory. And uh, that is when I knew it was very relieving. It was really like, oh, I found it. It has a name now. And um, it was just fabulous. Wow. Just hearing you and seeing you, you know, I see the liberation that has come from you claiming that and actually, you know, stepping fully into a life that is aligned with you. And um, I'm just struck by your conviction and the integration that's in you in this place. Um, yeah, it's just so integrated. Um, and I, I admire that greatly. Ah, oh, thank you. Yes, and it is totally integrated. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have this question around communication, actually, because I'm wondering, like, it must take such a high level of communication to get the consensual thing going on to, you know, to communicate your needs to make things clear, like, where do you begin with all that? It indeed does uh, require a lot of communication. I would say it's all about communication. And um, as you rightly pointed out, when you meet people, you want to be really clear that everybody is on the same page. And that happened to me at the beginning. I wouldn't ask the right questions and then things didn't happen as I wanted to happen. And uh, so, yes, so nowadays I ask very clearly, um, you know, usually how long have people been living non-monogamous? And is everybody, um, is everybody aware of it? And uh, how do they live it? That's usually kind of the questions I get into. And uh, that also very leads quickly into, are we on the same page? Is it really the same what we want? Because sometimes, you know, you have also people living it in a don't ask, don't tell matters. People somewhat know what's going on, but they don't talk about it. And there are feelings uh, that are coming up, of course. Uh, it's even like with non-monogamy or polyamory, it's really like that um, sometimes you don't feel that good about it. Uh, and uh, that is very, it's very important then that you actually 
talk about it, that you feel or get your, your feelings as a present. And uh, whatever feeling is uh, there, that you talk about it with your partner or partners. So what I hear there, of course, there are some challenges, right? Um, yeah. Into having this kind of relationship. So, so I want to go a little bit deeper into those challenges. Like, what are those for you? Challenges for me are more, um, it's more time. The, the time is really limited. Love is not really limited. So, um, and it's often, I compare it often with uh, uh, people having children. You have a child and you love that child dearly. And you don't stop loving your first child when you have a second child. And that is something we do love a lot of people in our lives, our family, grandparents, parents, siblings. But when it comes to partners, our society says, okay, stop. There can only be one partner. And the question is, why is that? Why is that the case? And maybe it has to do with the past and uh, kind of where people were more dependent but we don't have that anymore. So why are we still uh, in that state? And, uh, you know, if I take a look at uh, divorce rates, I'm not sure how well it really works for people. And just seeing the, the, the ones who get divorced and the, I'm always curious, how happy is everybody else? Is that really fulfilling? And is that really it? And if yes, I think that is awesome. And that's really nice and really great. Um, yeah, for me, it, it, it just wasn't. And uh, yeah, so for also for having partners and challenges, it's really about uh, communication, about your conversations, your expectations. And also speaking out about expectations, we expect so much from one partner. I think it's just very unrealistic that all our needs are met by one person. And uh, maybe a little story for me, I'm, I, I'm a big uh, fan of winter sports. I love skiing. So whenever I met uh, um, in my monogamous uh, phase, uh, a partner and they said, oh, I'm not a skier. I was always a little bit disappointed, right? So, uh, and that is also something you have, if you have just multiple partners, you have just also multiple people where your needs are met through, through many. So, so it's basically different needs in different people, right? So different yeah. people meet different needs of yours. Yeah. Great. You know, one question I have, Tanya, is with regards to the opening and closing. <laughs> like, you know, how is it to open to somebody, one partner, and then, you know, to come back to you and then to go to another, like on an emotional level, actually? How do you deal with that? I don't think I actually deal with it differently than with uh, with with friendships. Mm. I don't really. Um, I think you know it. It doesn't matter so much if it is a platonic relationship or a romantic or a sexual relationship. I think we have those uh, uh, emotion towards a lot of people, mm. and um, yeah, and so it's the same with uh, with relationships really. Mm. I think for monogamous people, it's it's very much this attachment to to one person, right? And I mean, for me, it would be very much the the jealousy or the the connection. So I would be very protective of that, right? So so it seems like it also takes a lot of a level of 
of freedom, of love, of different understanding of commitment. So, yeah, how, how do you make it all work? I Or think it starts uh, with self-love, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think it starts with me first. Me being fulfilled and happy. And then, then I can start great relationships. And of course, I mean, you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm, I'm not often jealous, but sometimes, and uh, sometimes if you're in a hormonal imbalance um, and uh, we tend to have maybe mixed feelings and that is totally okay. And um, I was just uh, the other day, Christopher Gottwald is, um, Uh, in the polyamorous scene in, in, in Germany, um, a really great guy. And uh, I was at, a, uh, at an interview or at a workshop with him and uh, I asked a question. So if I feel jealous, can't I just keep those feelings to myself? Because obviously it's my feelings. And he said, well, yeah, you can. He said, but um, if you go towards your partner and you really talk about it and it connects you so much more And uh, yes, so there, there are feelings of jealousy. And on the other hand, if you really take a look at it, you, you know, if somebody has multiple partners, there is, you don't take anything away. As I said, love is not limited. Mm. So there is nothing which is taken away. It's, it's sometimes a, a, a time constraint, but not nothing else. But Of course, I grew up in a monogamous environment as well. And um, yeah, I do sometimes get that not really mixed up, but it's kind of the expectations. And, and sometimes you might have the feeling that you might be not important enough because your partner is uh, with somebody else. But uh, then this is really something where I ask myself, is that really true? Mm. And often it is not. And as I mentioned, like with family or friends, we do have exactly the same thing. They sometimes are not available for us as well, but it's not such a big issue. There are not those expectations we have with friends than we have with partners. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, I have a question actually on behalf of our listeners, you know, I'm just getting curious, what does the week of a polyamorous person look like? Because I'm imagining, well, there's more people to fit in. How do you balance time? Like, how do you make it work on a, you know, on a practical level? Mm, I think that is really something which you also have to communicate. It is something you um, need to talk about. And I would say there comes also a point where it's enough, where you can't fit any more people into your schedule or um, even if you wanted to. Mm. And then each relationship is a bit different. And uh, so with some people you do spend more time with others, you spend maybe less frequently time. So I would say it's very individually depending on your, on your individual relationship really. So do you personally have like a quota, like I'm going to have so many partners and that's right for me? I'd be like, I'm really curious to know that. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that, really. I would uh, be open uh, to what happens. Um, and there are also changes happening. And that might be also something which is really different. Uh, um, so I was always a little bit sad because 
you know, if, if one of my monogamous uh, relationships ended, it was most of the time also the end of uh, the connection between us. And I think it's such a pity just because like our romantic or sexual relationship ends doesn't mean it wouldn't be possible to change it into a platonic friendship. And so I don't want to really let people go. I'm, I often say I'm more an end person than an or person. I really, I really want to have it all. And uh, that's really the beauty in it, that we can change those relationships. They can switch uh, into something differently. And sometimes you, you spend more time or more intense time and others you don't. And uh, yeah, for me, that's also something which is, uh, yeah, really fulfilling. And uh, it's, it's really something where I think, wow, that's me and, and, and I'm happy to have that. Mm, that's beautiful. I mean, when you when you were saying about changing it from from a relationship to a platonic relationship, and I know from experience, I I've wanted to do that with one of my exes. It's just I couldn't, you know. And and that's what you were saying. It takes so much of that self exploration and self love, you know, and knowing where you are, and that acceptance that well, right now I cannot. Maybe not. <laughs> at a different moment I could. But yeah, but. My question would be, what do you love about it, about polyamory? I love the, the variety. I love that there's so much uh, about it. There is really, there's no limit to it. I enjoy that so much because um, I don't have to think what happens tomorrow or, you know, I can just have it all. And that is something which is really relieving for me. It's, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, a sort of freedom I can explore, I can grow, because like all those, um, you know, what you talked about, uh, about emotions and everything is coming up. It's almost like you're going to a next level and to a next level and you explore what's going on, what's with your feelings and uh, what's with all the other people in your life. And I think that is, that is such a beautiful thing. Hmm, so it is. <laughs> I hear the freedom, I see the freedom. And I also feel you so firmly standing in your ground. You're so super grounded. What helps you stay there? To be really honest about myself and with myself, and also to, um, to have the possibilities to be as I am and to come as I am and to talk about everything. I don't need to hide any of my feelings. I just put them out there and then uh, we talk about it and uh, that is something which is which is very lovely and um, it really helps me be very authentic mm. and um, that helps me to 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 really stand my ground and to be to fully be there. Mm. I'm curious now has anyone approached you from your your partners and then said do you want to be monogamous together or exclusive? Like, has that scenario ever happened? It might have happened like in, in, in earlier times. Um, but to be honest, no, not really. Because, um, because we talk about that before we start a relationship. Mm. We talk about that. And uh, even if like a feeling comes up, 
which often is uh, or sometimes is jealousy that is then something you you really talk through what, what's really going on and uh, yeah and for me it's I mean never say never but I don't think really I want to go back or I could ever go back to be uh, monogamous because I enjoy it so much uh, having different relationships and um, be just out there and see whatever happens happens. Hmm. And have you ever experienced judgments from the outside world with regards to your choice of lifestyle? Yes, plenty. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting. I, I'm very open uh, with, with friends. They all know about uh, my, um, for me being, or me being uh, polyamorous. Um, and what I often experience is, you know, you talk about it and people say, oh, that sounds really good, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> and uh, it's really interesting because I'm always like, yeah, I, you know, that, that's absolutely fine. And uh, um, I think it's also like, it's almost like you're holding a mirror also to, to, to people and uh, they kind of, um, through me and how I live my relationships, it's a, it's a reflection what they are doing as well. And maybe there are some glimpses, maybe there is something they would do as well or would like to, to explore, but, uh, but just can't, yeah. And what I often have is that people think or, or you know, if the feelings are as deep or if the connections are as, as, as deep. And uh, um, yeah, these are all the maybe questions that are coming up and also like, um, yeah maybe also some 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 judgment and the other thing that is also why i am i am pretty open but not everybody knows about uh, me being polyamorous is also like about the judgment i mean being being sex positive being polyamorous um i don't want to be reduced to that there is so much more and uh, yeah especially if people are not so familiar with that that is really something i yeah, I sometimes uh, get a feeling that this is a, a the judgment uh, behind it or the thought behind it, uh, um, where I would be yeah happy to to rather discuss it with me than than to assume. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure some people are getting really curious listening to this right now, and you know maybe they're even thinking like how would I even begin to attract multiple partners if I wanted to, to lead this lifestyle? So, you know, if someone is listening and thinking that, what, what would you advise them? Um, yeah, I, I usually um, when talking about where do I meet partners, especially polyamorous partners. Um, that is something I use uh, on OkCupid because um, so far I haven't met anybody in a bar someplace and they say, oh, you know what, I'm polyamorous as well. So it, it just never happened. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, and then it's about exploring and it's about talking about what do you want? What are your expectations? You know, what are your desires? What are your boundaries? What do you really want? What are you looking forward? And it's just a nice talk. It's a... Uh, exploring together what you really want and you strike me as one of these rare people that really does know what you want <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> the energy and the impact of that is 
so much safety in this conversation. You know, here we were at the beginning thinking, wow, this is a topic we kind of need to handle this gently. We didn't know what you would want to go to or not. And yet, you know, you're just so solid in yourself that it makes this conversation feel very free and very real. And I think that level of realness with self, you know, an acceptance to where you are and what you want and what your needs are and yeah that that's very admirable to see you know that you have that level of yeah introspection oh thank you very much so what's next for you so um yeah i'm i'm not only this end uh, person in uh, in my relationships i'm also um in my job so um i'm i'm as well uh, in the work in the corporate world uh, world and i also have a coaching practice and do mediation so for people i help people with uh, conflicts and i just thought hmm, Maybe that would be something. So I do that really career business based. And I thought maybe that is really something to explore in for poly people or people with multi or, you know, a couple of relationships because communication is key. And um, I would think, yeah, the more people you have, the more, um, the more you could also have a conflict. And that is now really something I, I'm, I'm thinking out, maybe going out there and having a coaching and mediation practice also for, for people who do live uh, polyamorous. Mm-hmm. But that's just a, a first thought. So I need to uh, um, think a little bit more about that, how I, I want to go about. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the next, the next steps, uh, which I yeah, find quite exciting. Mm, I'm so excited for the people that get to work with you (laughs) and I would just love to ask you if you could put in a nutshell what's at the heart of all of this for you what would you say I would say it's liberation it's really being able to fully be there with all the desires I do have and with all the needs uh, I do have and uh, being able uh, to be to be out there and not to have to think about um, where are some limitations. And I love how you embrace that liberation. It's really, you know, you totally embody that. Mm. It's beautiful to see. Yeah, it's uh, also a really a big value of mine. So yeah, it's 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 really something which fulfills me mm-hmm. to have all that and be able to to live that life. Here's to fulfillment. <laughs> we are both waving the polyamorous flag with you. I saw today that you have your own flag. <laughs> it's <pretty> amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, honestly, deep deep gratitude for the openness, the trust, the courage, the wisdom, the the authenticity, Um, really a truly inspiring share. Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, and thank you very much for having me for creating this open environment. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday 
for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.